This is Linnea, and you're listening to Without Your Head, which I've done in a lot of movies. Have a good day, and stay scared. station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Tristan. And we're joined by Missy Sahagan and director Matthew Veneha of the upcoming Appetite for Sin, which you can see right behind Matthew there. Not the movie, but the... There the we one. go. That's some good promo. There we go. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, I like it. I approve. I just, I just started doing this on a, another interview and I did, and they really loved it a lot, and it looks cool, so I decided to stick with it. Yeah. Until in, until it's not cool anymore, then I'll stop. But <laughs> I think I, think it's I don't cool think there'll me. ever be a time it's not cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. It's a lot of cool. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for doing this. It's, it's going to be fun. So, yeah. uh, first of all, for people uh, not aware yet, what is Appetite for Sin? Ooh, well, Appetite for Sin is a vampire horror film that we are shooting. Uh, we begin production. We continue actually production May 29th. Uh, through June 4th in Los Angeles. Uh, but the funny thing is that we've kind of had a long journey with this film here. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's been a journey for sure. So we actually shot the opening scene in June of 2019 uh, with intent to uh, continue production in March of 2020. Um, but of course that, that didn't happen. And so we got the exact time. (laughs) The exact month we were going to start shooting again, uh, like two weeks before we were, we were supposed to begin. We got shut down. Um, And so, you know, I was kind of very uh, kind of, to be honest, a little worried about picking up production again. And so we shot um, 
as much as we could safely in November. Um, I kind of wanted to hold off on shooting a lot of the the gory, special effects, bloody uh, vampire stuff, just because we it was still really unsure. Kind of in November, it could have went either way, honestly, at that time. Um, so we we shot all the the safe scenes, and um, and now uh, now in May 29th, we we finish it. So it's been it's been something that's been in the making now for a while. Yeah. Now, uh, Missy, how did you get involved? I, I read a little bit about you. I think you you were uh, working. Oh no! With, what did uh, you hear? <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing. Then it's all good. It's all good. Um, it started. Well, I first met Matthew, and we had worked together previously on another group. Um, and at the time, I was hired on as hair and makeup. So uh, for his like horror movies, I was kind of working behind the scenes. Um. But he would always ask me, like, is there something else you want to do? And I would be like, oh, maybe today's the day I tell him I want to act. <laughs> um, so finally, one day I was like, yeah, all right. I'll t- what's the worst he's going to do is laugh at me. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll t- I- I- I'm kind of interested in acting. So then he tells me about this project. And um, that- that's kind of how I got involved. I was like, um, yes, this is amazing. So how long, how, like, how far along was the script when Missy got involved? And did the oh, character God. change once uh, Missy got involved? Well, the script is actually is a, a kind of a funny story. So that started off as a short script, actually. It was, a, it was supposed to originally be a short film. And uh, I, had wrote, I had written that in 2016. Um, so almost five years ago. Uh, five years ago, yeah. And um, we just, we, we really liked the story a lot because some of the projects she was talking to you about. So we, uh, we worked on a film called toothless and it was a short film and she was hair and makeup. And then we did another film with Tony Moran and Robert Mukes called a beautiful place. Um, and she was also on hair and makeup there. So we had worked on a couple of shorts and the shorts was kind of the way we were going. And, um, financially that was kind of the best that we could have done. And so originally appetite was supposed to be a short story, but we really just dug the characters so much. And we were like, well, what if, we added this to her, her character name is Sarah Hayes. So what if we added um, a little bit more of a backstory to Sarah and the vampire uh, hunter, his name is Jeffrey. We were like, okay, well, what if we gave Jeffrey a little bit of a background? And, and so before I knew it, it was already like a 30 page script. And I was like, all right, well, it's not really a short anymore, but it's not a feature. <laughs> so after we both were like, oh, this is a cool 30 page script. And we were just like, oh, well, what if we add like, five more vampires to your group and what if we add this whole other backstory to jeffrey and so before we knew it it was 90 pages in and we were like all right well now what do we do with it because <laughs> um, all we had done were shorts um so yeah. we didn't really know where to go and how to how to do it and so i was it kind of plateaued for a minute we we're just like well kind of just sat on it because it's kind of intimidated and I'm like okay well now it's a whole feature and you know we don't you know we've never done this before and so I call Missy up one day. I'm like, hey, well, what if we treat this as a short film? Like, why don't we go and just shoot the opening scene? And then we start at Indiegogo or Kickstarter and see what the interest is like. Like, let's just try it. So that's what we did. We went and we shot the opening scene and treated it as a short film. Like we colored it and scored it and did everything. We treated it as if it was a finished product and we put it out there and so now here we are about to finish our full feature film in a couple of months. So it's been a wild ride for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, Missy, I don't want to add any pressure. Was that added pressure? You know, going in, you think this is a short film and it's your first time as the lead actor. 
and then it becomes a feature film. No, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, in theory, it should have. But I, I don't know if it just hasn't sunk in. <laughs> Maybe it has now. I shouldn't have asked. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Pressure? Oh, God, no. <laughs> what, what did Neil say on that interview a couple months ago? <laughs> Matthew, we need to talk after this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, um, right, right. No, not at all. Not at all. Because um, I knew that I was going to give it my all. I knew that it was going to be a lot of work. I knew that it was going to be something new for me. So I was going to have to learn new skills and probably, yeah, do something a little scary. But um, the only thing that changed is just the length of it. So in reality, I'm like, oh, no, trying try not to put too much pressure on it. It's still supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's still fun, no pressure. Did the, So, so here, on, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Neil. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I when Missy had approached me because she had never done any acting before, and we had never talked about her acting. But it was funny though, like when she approached me about acting, like it just like, like I didn't even like hesitate. I'm just like, oh, you want to act? Sweet, let's give you some to act in. And like I just like because I I've told her before, like I've always seen like there's something uh, as, as great as she is with everything she does. Like I've always seen that there's just something like extra with her. Like there's like she needs. Like she needs something extra, like to like give her like this push to like let her fully be what she wants to to do was acting and in a feature film. And so uh, I knew that she can handle it. I knew that like, you know, the the feature script wasn't going to be something that like she couldn't do or, you know, or struggle with because I knew that like I knew she was, you know, up for it and ready to do it. And so, um, you know, the faith and the connection between us has kind of been there from day one. And that's why it was kind of it was so simple. It was an easy decision. (laughs) Uh, once you meet Missy, uh, does the character Sarah change? You know, once you know her and like uh, you you start to write the character for her? Well, you know, it's fun. so I actually, when I was writing the script, this was be- bef- uh, this was after she had told me she wanted to act. Okay. And so I actually kind of wrote the character about her. Like I, like I had Missy's persona in mind while writing the character and she had told me some of her past interests and something she's uh, had interest before and actually inspired the whole detective thing. If you kind of want to maybe talk a little bit about that, Missy, on how um, this role, the role is kind of perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. So I had told Matthew about like um, back in the day, I used to go around killing people and draining their blood to sustain life. That and he's story. like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, that kind of sounds like a story. I feel like there's a story right. there. I'm like, yeah, like. Right about my vampire days. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, actually, before I went into um, like the beauty industry and started working behind the scenes in, in horror movies, um, I actually <laughs> received my degree in criminal law. I was working for a lawyer. That's kind of the route I was going. Um, and I was like, I, I love it, but um, it's not enough for my creative side. I was like, that that's it's not challenging my creativity because at all (laughs) um because you want a lawyer that's you know going to get you off not not creatively (laughs) entertain the jury (laughs) better call Saul works so i was like (laughs) um yeah i don't know i was like i need to i need to do something something different um so i i gave all this information to matthew like from day one um so i feel like yeah I, i think that definitely influenced sarah hayes's character um, the very first time that I read the script, I think it was, I don't know if it was midnight or like around 3am for me. Cause 
vampire, you know? Um, and I remember thinking like, holy hell, like, oh my gosh, I can totally do this character. Not like a, not a brag or anything, but I was just like, I can get in her mindset. And then later Matthew's like, oh yeah, like it was kind of inspired by you. I was like, okay, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so with her love of of horror films and uh, her being a detective slash vampire in the movie, um, I mean, it kind of it's kind of a both worlds on, you know, on on the things that she loves. And and with her with her background in hair and makeup, she's kind of like designed this character, too. So it's like we don't have like a special hair and makeup artist coming into like style Missy. What you see on screen, like that's going to be all (laughs) that's going to be all Missy. Like she's she wants to do her. She wants to do her own hair and makeup. And so it's like everything. It's like the horror side, the criminal law side, the hair and makeup side. It's kind of all coming full circle on this one. Interesting. I was asked if you've done that, but obviously you've not done that before uh, since this will be your first movie you're acted in. But um, how will that work? My first PG movie? I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 I'm just totally kidding. Nobody needs to Google that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nobody needs to Google that. There's nothing out there. It's all fake. <laughs> uh, Tristan, you have a question. Um, yeah, so your first feature is a huge endeavor for both of you. What do you think um, is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Each of you. Matthew, I'll do you want to go. go first? Oh, oh <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I can go first. Um, well, I think it's, there's, there's many different ways to go with that because yeah, it's my first feature. So anything I've ever shot before we've shot in one day, it's been a 12, you know, 12, 14 hour day. We'll go in and we're done. Um, And so we shot one scene already, the opening scene, we did five days in November and now we got another week here coming up. And so it's like, you know, we have almost two weeks of shooting that we're doing compared to one day. So that's already a huge, massive thing. It's, you know, no longer a one day, let's get cameras for one day, sound for one day. It's trying to get everybody's schedules together too. It's, you know, not just my skill, not just Missy's schedule, but like our camera operator, our, you know, our sound guy, all, you know, just, just the whole crew. And so um, that's been a huge uh, learning uh, uh, opportunity, but also um, COVID, not, not only is this my first feature, but, you know, we have these additional struggles that we've added now as well. So we've, we never had to have a COVID compliancy officer on set. We've never had to do tests before going in. We've never had to quarant- try to quarantine before we get on set. We're usually trying to, we're usually trying to, to meet up and do uh, rehearsals and stuff like that. So now we're doing rehearsals via Zoom. And so um, I feel that this has kind of helped us in the long run, actually. It, it, things have I, at least I think it's, it's a little more difficult doing a feature during COVID. And so now going after this and uh, hopefully COVID's over soon and all this isn't really a thing anymore, hopefully, but hopefully the next feature um, there's not as many struggles, but if they come up, we kind of know how to tackle them. Cause like I said, we've been shooting this since March, I'm sorry, summer of 2019. Right. So um, there's been a bunch of things we've kind of had to adjust and uh, figure out, but I think we've done a pretty good job with it so far. Um, Missy, you said you always wanted to act. What What are some of uh, what are some of the movies or characters that inspired you to like? This is something I'd like to do. Oh gosh, um, I'm gonna start off with Hammer films. Okay, I think like cool. I kind of grew up with that, and I was like, oh, that is dark, but it's sexy and it's bloody and it's badass. And I was like, I, I want to <laughs> do that. How do I do that? How do I get in there? How do I become one of these ladies? Um, and then I gotta say some of Quentin 
stuff like I, it's not like a lot of horror but his horror like I love how it's just it's cheesy but again it's bloody and it's also sexy and badass so just that combination of like sexy and badass and it's bloody and it's scary that and um just the idea of like you're watching something and it's totally spooking you're getting like sucked into it sucked into the story but then you get you take this breather and you're like oh wait it's just a movie um that like that that idea of like you can play pretend and make people forget that it's a movie you know what I mean and it's like how do I how do I make that my life how I would love to do that get to play pretend and for just for a split moment make people think that oh this is reality like this is how really it is you know so weird influences I gotta say (laughs) how did you first get involved in doing makeup for movies um how did I start oh gosh well, I don't I, have I like. Think, why do I, I not too, have a good resume? It, I don't have like a clear resume. <laughs> well, wasn't wasn't Toothless your first, the first one you did, or did you do? I don't. Did you do some before I, that? I, I did music videos, but I don't think I did movies, not horror movies. I think it, I think Toothless was my first one. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. it was with Matthew. So Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> yeah, thank this guy. He's a... Oh my God! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Toothless Have is I on ever... YouTube, by the way, for people who would like to uh, watch it. it. It's good. Watch it. Watch it. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what was the question? I was saying, I was a question. I was just letting people know that Toothless, uh, if people want to check it out, it's like. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got it on. I got Toothless and a Beautiful Place up on my, my personal Vimeo and on YouTube as well. Yeah. How about yourself? What were some of the things that uh, made you want to become a, a filmmaker? Uh. Well, the, the film that actually made me say, yep, this is what I want to do was uh, House of a Thousand Corpses by Rob Zombie. Um, I had I had been a huge horror fan growing up, uh, but it, it wasn't it wasn't really something where I was like this at, at a, like a young age, like I knew. But it was after I saw House of a Thousand Corpses, I think it was uh, 2003. So I was like 13 or 2002. Uh, I was either 12 or 13 and the movie came out I'm just like yep that's exactly what uh, I'm pretty sure it is yeah 2003 because 2013 is the uh, the panel was the 10th anniversary the one that I was oh gotcha gotcha yeah yeah so I yeah so yeah I after I saw that movie I was just like yep that's that's what I want to do and then just a couple years after that I had um, I had taken a a film production class in high school and the, the first thing was go make a movie and so I went and did a zombie movie inspired by Night of the Living Dead from George Romero. Kind of went back to some of the classics that I loved growing up. And um, yeah, that's how it all got started. The first time I ever got a camera in my hand and started directing, I'm just like, if I can do this full time as a job, yes. <laughs> so just, yeah. So I, I made my first short when I was 16. And oh, wow. so, and so, but that's, I mean, it was just a, a fun school project. But I mean, that was 15 years ago. So this dream has kind of been something I've been chasing for, for about 15 years now. What was it about House of a Thousand Corpses? Well, I, I was always a huge fan of rock and roll and metal growing up. Um, my sister worked at a Hot Topic and, you know, I was always in there. So like that type of music, that genre, that lifestyle, I always gravitated towards. Um, and so just, you know, just naturally just became a big Rob Zombie fan and was listening to his music. And I was like, oh, Rob Zombie's putting out a movie. I should go check this out. So my friends and I, of course, we were underage, so we snuck into the theater to go watch it. Um, I don't know if it was the thrill of sneaking in or the thrill of finally being able to see a movie in the theaters that just shocked me. 
Um, but um, no, that movie was just inspiring because just visually it's beautiful. I mean, you start off in Captain Spaulding's, you know, museum and it's just the ride, the, the colors, the music, just everything. It was just, it, just, it took me back to like old school horror. Um, it kind of just reminded me of like 70s horror. Um, and then you, and then you see Frankenstein masks in his, in his museum. And it's like just a common combination of everything you love in horror, but new. And no one was kind of doing that at that time. Still, no one's really making films like he does. Um, and so it just stood out and it was different and it was heavy metal and we snuck in, we weren't supposed to do it. So kind of just everything, <laughs> uh, was like, it's yes, this is Frankenstein it. mask. I saw an appetite. It's a, like a pumpkin Frankenstein mask. Oh yeah, I- yeah. 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 That was designed by, um, special effects artist director, Joe Castro. Um, he designed that mask for us and it, it's a combination of Frankenstein and a pumpkin and it's like bright orange. So it's supposed to be uh, the mask was kind of inspired by Halloween three and Frankenstein and just a regular pumpkin. And so we just kind of did a, 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 a collaboration of a bunch of things we loved and just made one. Yeah, I approve. <laughs> and it definitely stands out. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Tristan, I want to, I want a copy 36. of that. No, no, I was gonna say, I want a copy like that needs to, that needs to go into production and that needs to be, available with the dvd or something because i <laughs> i need one i know i'm gonna get hit up yeah, yeah, yeah. i just already see it in my dms where can i get that mask i'm like i don't nice. know let me know when you find out just kidding <laughs> well there is one available on there's one available on Kickstarter that's right. right now yes yeah <laughs> which uh it's a great perk uh, if you uh go to the crowdfunder and kickstarter for appetite for sin yeah, so that that mask is actually going to be one that we're going to have on set. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be a screen worn one, but it's going to be one that we're going to have there handy as a backup in case the one that you know the main one kind of you know something wonky kind of happens with it. But it's, so it's going to be on set with us. It's going to be there the whole time. So it's going to be uh, a collector's item hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah, it would also look, I think would make good shirts too. The orange mask on a black t-shirt. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's true. Yeah, ever since we we put that mask out, we've had a lot of a lot of um, got a lot of questions about it. Where can we get one? Where is was it inspired by? And you're you're right. Is there gonna be a shirt with it? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, Tristan, do you have another question? Yeah, you mentioned uh, Joe Castro, who's a friend of the show. We love Joe. Can you talk more about his special effects on the film? Yeah, so Joe Castro. Well, I feel like I've been talking a little too much, Missy. Do you want to kind of talk about uh, your experience with Joe working on that opening scene? That was a fun one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brain fart. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Where's my coffee? I was like, opening the scene. Joe, when, when did we? Yes, we did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we- Last year was <laughs> too crazy. Last year was insane. Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. Okay. So. Um, bloody, 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 gooey, more bloody. (laughs) One more blood. Let's throw one more bloody out there. Oh gosh. (laughs) I just don't know if like people really like felt all the blood that went into that scene. It was amazing. Um, he's very gifted. I thought that was amazing. That neck piece that I was able to go in and tear off of, um, Robert Mukes, I Mm -hmm. sit on him and I'm like devouring him. And I just, it helped me get in the mindset of like, that's skin. I did that damage. It just go animalistic. Um, Yeah. That piece was amazing. Very well sculpted. Very, very well blended in. That squirting of the blood was perfect. 
Um, and then the texture that he created for meat, I was like, oh, perfect. That really does look like me. I mean, I see my cats eating raw meat sometimes. So I'm like, I just eat like them. <laughs> so yeah, his, his amazing talent helped me get in the mindset of like, I'm just going to devour this ginormous human being. Cause he's like, what, three times my size. But at that moment, I'm like, no, I'm kind of alpha, alpha here. I'm going to eat you. And so that, that was really fun. And he's really great. He's very knowledgeable of um, his skills. So that was kind of my experience with Joe. Yeah. yeah and he, yeah. he loves what he's doing, which I think comes yes. through on everything. Yeah. Absolutely. We actually, we actually, about three weeks before we shot that scene, Robert Mutes and I, we went to Joe Castro's studio and um, I'm not sure what the prop really what the whole process is, but, you know, he put this casting on, on Robert and we, we, we did this indent where the bite was going to be. And so it's, it's an actual like mold that we created for Robert Mukes. And um, it's, it was it was it was very realistic. And we, we put it on him and he had these little chunks that we put in like the, the indent where he can like where Missy can like bite and pull out. Like it was this full on thing. Like it was it was pretty incredible. Yeah, we had I, a tendon. I yeah, we had a exactly. tendon in there, a little like thing i could nibble and and tug at <laughs> yeah yeah joe was like pull this one piece out and then that will release the blood and then that will then you'll get drenched in it and then it'll be phenomenal we're like okay <laughs> that was awesome um, that's right i totally forgot you you pull it snaps and the yeah, it squirts snaps. it just like squirts in your face i was like oh that is fucking am- i'm sorry can i curse like, yeah yeah sorry. I don't know. <laughs> okay <laughs> That was, that was fucking amazing. I'm like, you yeah. got to have a brilliant mind and understanding of like how that works, how that mechanism works. Like, how do you do that? That looks like CGI. And it wasn't, it was, it was yeah. real. Like that's a prop. Like he did that. He made that happen. Brilliant. Yeah, it was very, it was very important for me that um, everything we do in appetite is as, as practical as, as possible. Um, now, of course, there might be a few things here and there where we add later, but I don't expect that at all. Like I, all the kills that everyone's going to see in appetite, that those are all practical effects. Those are all things that we're building from nothing where, you know, we're doing there on set and they're all, it's, it's all, it's all going to be by Joe Castro. And so, um, you know, you only get uh, top quality when you, when you evolve someone like him. And so, it, so that's, that's one of the, the things that we're doing. It's just making sure everything's practical on set for sure. Was he also helpful, uh, letting you know like how to film some of the things. Cause he's brought this up to me is uh, sometimes people don't know how to fit, how to shoot like uh, the actual uh, effects. And then it doesn't, it might not translate to the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, ha- him being a director himself um, is uh, was very, um, it, it was, was very helpful to me as a, as a, as, as an early filmmaker for him to be there and give his advice on, you know, so Missy, when you pull from this angle, Robert, you're going to have to tilt your head this angle so we can really see the indent. And Missy, you're going to have to pull this back to this to this extent so we can really see how long this tendon is. And then when you shoot it, you're going to want to shoot it from this way. And so, um, you know, I, I super appreciated everything he said because I think that he does know how to shoot those the best because that's what he that's what he does. And so to not only have him on set to do the, you know, to do the effects, but to also give advice on how to shoot it. Um, I feel it really helped us in that opening scene and it, it'll continue to help us throughout the production of the film for sure. I don't know if he's just saying he wants it or if he, or maybe he's, he went to the, the crowdfunding, but Michael Lopez in the, in the chat here, he says the mask is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was telling me that a couple nights ago. 
Yeah, it's funny. He was like, so where's that shirt at, too? So I found online. I was like, where he can go buy the T-shirt that our main actor wears. Because um, right. he, he wants to dress up as uh, Jeffrey Nelson um, at Monster Palooza when it comes back. So. Oh. oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Now, yeah, that's always the you know that's always the hope, right? Like when you whenever you make a movie, not only do you hope people like the movie, but like you hope that especially when you use something like a mask and someone who wears it, you hope that someone's going to be like, "I want that mask. I want to be that character outside of the movie." And so, just you know, when he told me that he liked the mask, I was like, "Oh, cool, thank you." To I want to own that mask. I want to dress up as him out of you know the biggest horicon you know in the world. Like it, it just it was a huge compliment, and you know that's 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 the that's the whole hope of you know doing this stuff. And hopefully, some little girl wants to be Missy as a, as a you know as a, as, as a as a Halloween costume one year as well. Yeah. You grow up. That would be Robert so Hughes. cute. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Every little girl should aspire to eat a man three times her size. <laughs> came out weird, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> Nothing normal. And use it as a tagline for the interview. Oh, I thought you were just going to delete it. <laughs> no, no, I'll save it for my private uh, collection. Every girl, every little girl should aspire to grow up and eat a man three times her size. <laughs> so, did, did you know one liners that she has? I, I can't tell you how many little one liners I want to use for posters that, that she says, but there's, there's, did there, you know Joe before the, before the movie? Like, how did you get to know Joe? Me? I, uh, either, either one. Both of you. Um, go ahead, Missy. You, you, uh, you go first. N- no, I, I didn't know. Uh, I had never met Joe before the movie. Um, I think I'd seen his work here and there. And then once Matthew introduced me, he's like, oh, look, this is going to be on the film. Um, clicking on his name, looked him up. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, so not until the movie. That was my first time meeting him. Like, like, you know, Joe Castro, like has done like you because he's done so much and you're just like, oh, it's Joe. Cap-. But when you actually like look up on his IMDb, you're like, holy, like he's done so much. Like when you actually see it right in front of you, that list just like you're just like, oh, he did that. 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 So it gets really kind of intimidating, actually, <laughs> when you have him on set. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing about Joe Castro is um, and uh Trista has already heard the story, I think, five five to ten times when we were on set of Terror Teens 4. Um, but uh, when I was 10 years old, I went to a Blockbuster and I, I saw the Terror Teens VHS on the shelf. And I was like, that looks so cool. I want to I own that. I want to buy that. So, like, you know, I had a small allowance when I was, you know, 10 years old. And so uh, I would save it and I would go to Blockbuster and buy something cool. I'd always buy movies. And Terror Tunes was one that I got and I watched that movie and just fell in love with it. I'm just like, this movie's nuts, but it's, it's incredible. And so uh, when I moved to LA, I'd always known I wanted to work with Joe. Um, But when I was still learning, doing my short films, I was like, you know, I'll wait until I kind of get to a point where I can fully have uh, him do something phenomenal for me. And so when I did the opening scene for Appetite for my first feature, I'm like, this is the one. So I reach out, I get the courage and I send him a, a message on Facebook and he was like, yeah, I'd love to. And I'm like, Oh my God. And so he, you know, he, 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 he did the effects for us. And then uh, we brought him on as an actor for appetite as well. And so okay. it was, it was really, it was really crazy that, you know, someone who I had looked up to as a kid uh, is now working on my movie, a special effects artist and uh, an actor on my movie. And I just helped co-directed uh, his part four of terror tunes a couple weeks ago. So it's just, it's been a wild ride with, with, yeah. with me and Joe for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about Robert Mukes? How did he get involved? 
Well, we had done a short. Me and Missy both did a short with him. He was in uh, he was in our short film called The Beautiful Place, also starring Tony Moran. Uh, but like I had said, House of a Thousand Corpses was my. It, that's why I decided to pick a camera up. And so, being able to work with anybody from the House of a Thousand Corpses cast was always my number one thing. I like to work with Bill Mosley one day. Uh, unfortunately, I will never get the chance to work with Sid on a movie. Um, but you know, if I can ever work with anybody else from that, from that cast and crew, it would be phenomenal. And so, um, you know, I, I reached out to Robert and cause I knew he'd be perfect for the role, um, in my short film. And he said, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I get to direct someone from the movie that inspired me to direct movies. It was huge. And, uh, he's such a, he's such a great, nice guy. Like he's just, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. And so when I did my first feature, I'm like, I got to bring him back. Like, it's not only because he's he's in my favorite film, but he's like a good friend of mine. And like, we talk and he's just a cool dude. And so I'd love to, you know, I it sucks that we killed him off so early in the opening scene. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, no, no, it's, it's the opening scene. If you go online know. and watch the scene, you, you know, you see it. And, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, wish we could have utilized him a little more, but... Um, yeah, I'm glad that we were able to bring him on and, and work with him on this one for sure. I don't like you said you can't uh, work with Sid, obviously, but did you get to meet Sid like at uh, that Days of the Dead? He was there. Yeah, I have so many things signed from him. Um, he was always one of those guys where, you know, a lot of the, especially as cons went on, prices always went up for people. And so it was harder to get so many yeah. that you wanted. But Sid, from day one, it was like free photo with me, $10 an autograph. And that never changed with him. He just loved talking to his fans. He loved just talking and taking Something photos. I used to bring up on the you. show was he, he put out the, especially when um, the walking dead started to take off and their prices really like went astronomical. And they even started to yeah. charge just to go up and talk to them, which yeah. didn't go over well with Sid and a lot of people, but he kept his prices the same and he always had a giant line and I always said, not only is it, I mean, he really likes to, he really liked to meet the people and stuff, but it also made yeah. good business sense. Cause if you're selling like a hundred, hundreds of autographs, it's better than selling two or three. Dude. I, I would literally come to his booth with like five things every time I saw him. <laughs> like I have everything, everything half thousand corpses that I own is signed by Sid just because, you know, he was so cool like that. And he was so open and I could, I could do that. I could have, I could afford to, you know, have that with him. Um, but I mean, that the, the things that stand out to me are the conversations that we had, the times he would recite uh, house thousand corpses, devil's rejects lines and right in front of me, like those are the things and the photos I have with him. Like that was, those are so special. Yeah. Um, so he's a big part of the show. He's the first guest on the show and always put a good word for me. Oh, really? Doing the, the panels and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Now the panel that you tagged yourself in, that was, was that the corpses one? Yeah. Yeah. That, okay, was, cool. I did cool. all the panels that weekend, but yeah, that was the uh, cool. house. Of, yeah. It was the 10th anniversary house of thousand corpses. Cool. Yeah. That, 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 that reunion show was a dream come true for me. I mean, Irwin, Irwin keys was there and you know, I'll never be able to work with him. Um, yeah. And so and we got to meet a lot of great people that weekend. Yeah, that was a special one for me. Afterwards, Erwin Keyes gave me a big hug and thanked me for doing it because he had some bad experiences at other conventions with people who ran panels. But mm-hmm. but that was a, all around was a good experience. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trista, do you have a question? I do, yeah. Another friend of the show and another one of my favorite people, 
Uh, Linnea Quigley is also in your film. Can you uh, talk about her role? Linnea, um, I absolutely love Linnea Quigley. Um, I mean, she she was another one of those people who were growing up. Um, I would watch her movies, you know, uh, Return of the Living Dead, Nine of the Demons, um, Silent Night, Dead and Light. She was just in everything that I was watching. And so um, I had always known at one point I wanted to work with her as well. And so, again, it, I, I think in order to be to, to uh, it, this should be a, a requirement in order to direct a horror film, you, you got to be a horror nerd. You got to be a fan. And, um, you know, that's that's me 100 percent. Like, you know, whenever I come to when I when I when I cast somebody, I cast them because I love them in this or because I love them in that. And so I I like I'm like legitimately fans of these people who that we're bringing on and working with. And uh, I was very intimidated, actually, when she came on set that day. I was like, you know what? I've met her at cons before and she's always been really great. But what's it like to work with her? Like, what's it like to direct Linnea? And so she kind of comes in and I, I'm kind of like being a creep around the corner. <laughs> I told I tapped my camera guy. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like, Linnea's here. <laughs> I was like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do. And um, and but it was it was great. It, you know, her her presence is just so warm. Like it's it's insane. Like you just like you go and say hi to her and she's like, hey, it's so good to see you or thanks for having me. And like we talked about my cat for like 30 <laughs> minutes. Like we, we, were, <laughs> we were we were behind schedule um, just because we, we would just get wrapped up in conversations. But that was the best part of the day, just being wrapped up in conversations on set of my film with Linnea. Like there was there was nothing better than that that day. Like it was it was literally a dream come true to be able to to direct her and. Um, she even asked me, like, my mind is still blown, but like, she asked me to sign an autograph for her before she left. Like, she was like, because she had brought her script with her, um, her lines were in there. And so she had that. And she's like, oh, before I leave, can you sign my script for me? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, um, sure. So I'm just like, here you go to Linnea. I'm like, that just seemed, that just was just very weird, awkward thing for me to do. Um, but no, it was it was it was phenomenal uh, to be able to work with uh, Linnea, and I just worked with her. Trista and I just worked with her a couple of weeks ago on Terror Teens Four. Um, so now, you know, and it was at the same studio that we shot Appetite at. And so when she came in the studio, she was like, "Oh, I was telling my friend here that I was just here shooting Appetite for Sin." I was like, "You remember the name of my movie?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just it, it was um, yeah, it was great to be able to you know have that interaction with her and work with her and. Um, just talk to her about our cats and our animals and everything. It was great. Uh, Missy, did you have any interaction with Linnea? No, unfortunately, I wasn't there the day they filmed for that, but I was there in spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you, you'll learn about our cats eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Dude, like Missy. my go-to. Like, you got cats? Let's talk about cats. Pull out the phone. Let me see them. Let me see them fur babies. I saw. I saw yeah. her baby popped in there i was like oh my god i just want to scream and say like put him on camera <laughs> your fussy little fur baby yeah he pops up yeah, a lot where's Matthews? all right i well he knew he's gonna have to make an appearance so he's ready i'll, I'll go grab him right. mine was just here she was literally scratching at my my chair and then left and now i'm just like come back I'm so lonely he, he was like sleeping oh. so he's a little out of it right now Say hi Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Say hi. Oh, oh, too precious. 
Does he have the same <laughs> he eye looks too? very unimpressed. <laughs> does he have my? Does That's he have my eyes? how people look when when they talk. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's adorable. I like the He's window unamused. trying to look up at your eyes. Yes, when you're doing that. He's like, "Where are my snacks? Where are my snacks, exactly. Dad?" Exactly. He's like, "I just woke up. What are we doing?" <laughs> I think he wants to I go. I saw this. Seat. I saw this little comic strip that um, a cat was addressing his human as a can opener. I was like, that's the attitude. That's the face. <laughs> like, I feel like my cats look at me and I'm just a can opener into them. <laughs> this this cat, though, is literally my best friend, like, ever. Like, there's no, like he is, like, my life. This guy right here. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Trista and I, we, 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 had a, we had quite a few conversations on set of terror tunes about cats. And I kept showing her, like, we would be like, all right, cut. Trista, look at this photo. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's done. But maybe I'll come back later. Here you go. All right. Here we go from cats. But uh, I do want to mention the Kickstarter again. There's a lot of cool uh, perks on there. And uh, if you want to talk about the, the perks on the Kickstarter. Yeah, we got we got way too much stuff on there. Um not way too much. Just we we got really cool joke. stuff. Right, really. That's a joke. <laughs> not not too much. We got the perfect amount. Uh, here, I'm pulling it up right now, just so I can kind of go through them. But yeah, we, we got we got we got so much. Uh, we got so much stuff as um, I'm pulling it up. I mean, we have everything from a special thanks for like two bucks to like a special thanks. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, a special thanks shout out for like two dollars to like twenty dollars special thanks in the end credits to. Uh, Missy create Missy did this photo shoot and we have a really cool poster of her for like $20, but then oh, we, have, we have like yeah. t-shirts, we have t-shirts and shot glasses from our vampire bar logo on them. And, oh, cool. um, yeah. And then all the way up to Blu-rays and special, uh, uh sorry, uh, Blu-rays and associate producer perks and the pumpkin mask to, uh, even submitting a song, uh, that we can use in the film and we'll credit your band or, you know, yourself in there. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking for, yeah yeah we're looking for um we're looking for um like artists to do like they do like rock music and like heavy metal music or like and do like a like a nice score like a like a like a creepy score kind of thing and um to producer credits to come hang out with us on set and it's all kinds of cool stuff there's no shortage of um of perks there and also it's pretty cool our, our executive producer joseph kelly um he is. I have uh, animals down here too, but they're not. They're not my cats. And well, go on. Sorry. Are, they, yeah. are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm in my basement, but there's something running around there. I don't know if it's. A, <laughs> I think it's a. Uh oh. <laughs> no, I think it's a mouse, but I'm not positive. <laughs> oh. We're just gonna see it on his shoulder, like just make a little quick appearance. Oh, no, rat. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. It, but go on. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, no, you're good. No, I was just, I was just. Anyway, we, we have things from like uh, Linnea Quigley signed, uh, signed posters. Um, Ari Lehman's going to be in the film, so we have Jason Mast. We got Eileen Deeds who's signing a, like an Exorcist style cross. Oh, very cool. Um, and to just come hanging out with us on set, we'll give you a slate, and you can say action and take the slate home with you, and everybody will sign it and have a cool experience with us. To even being killed in the opening credits by Missy herself. So yeah, we got we got quite a bit on there. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Had you ever uh, 
had any pre- previous experience running a, a crowd uh, funding? Not of this size. Um, we did a crowdfunding for Toothless. I think our goal was about $1,000. Um, <laughs> a beautiful place. We did a, an Indiegogo for about $5,000, um, which, which, which we were able to, you know, raise it all and uh, which is fantastic, but uh, not one of this size. This is, this has kind of been a, a way bigger one for us. And uh, it's been a journey so far. We're about halfway through, well, a little less than halfway through. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's the, the process of it, just being on top of it and just adding new things or, um, you know, just keeping people excited, giving updates. It's um it's a, it's a, it's a full-time job on its own running a campaign. <laughs> so Missy, what, what are some of the things you've done to prepare uh, for your first uh, leading role? A lot of like midnight strolls through dark alleyways and just, you know, beating up men, <laughs> draining well, the blood, you know, well, nothing, generic nothing. vampire. What was that? Nothing, nothing new then. Just your, your, yeah, t- no. Change nothing. Just, you know, stay authentic as possible. No. Um, I have been, it's going to sound funny, but I've been watching a lot of like detective shows on TV to like try to pick up their mannerisms because. I know the book stuff, right? So, like, I can sit there and be, like, a legit, like, attorney kind of person, you know? Um, but that's very boring because in real life, we don't, we, they're, they're not as dramatic as they are on TV. So, I'm like, well, let me just see what they look like on TV, how they sound, like, their mannerisms. So, I've been doing a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've done anything different for vampire stuff. Just playing with some blood. Oh, you, oh yeah, yeah. You, You've been you've been rehearsing your lines. It's funny how 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 oh. down you already have them. <laughs> yeah, it from from like day one, like the very first day that I saw the that you sent me the the script, and um, I just I that, that 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 first big chunk where I do my little monologue, I'm just like, that's brilliant. I I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I yeah. randomly say that to myself. So I have that like engraved in my head. Um, the, yeah. My, the just, good thing the, about uh, the, 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 the good thing about there's, there's being this little delay, I guess, on production is that we're all ready to go. You know, Missy, Missy has her, her wardrobe down. She's got her hair and makeup down, their lines down. We have a location. We have, we're ready to go. Um, and so if anybody can help us on the Kickstarter, we'd really appreciate yeah. it. Cause this team, this team is ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Um, I, another thing, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll toss in there. Cause I think it's kind of cute and kind of interesting. Um, I did feel like Sarah Hayes, like her character when she's not like a vampire would be a very well-dressed woman um with like expensive wardrobe so i was like well i should work on that right like but i'm like that's expensive so then like kind of got some people to like donate well not donate but like buy (laughs) some of these things i was like does that count as like preparing for my role (laughs) getting some of these like expensive wardrobe pieces i'm gonna have to take some of your acting advice Missy. (laughs) (laughs) it's a tax write-off i'm just kidding it's never work <laughs> right? Just like, well, I think my character needs some new like Louboutins and it's like just kind of put it out to like who's gonna who's gonna buy the wardrobe or it's gonna be on screen. I've been doing this <laughs> wrong, all wrong this whole time. 
there'll be a new segment on the show. Trista will say what she needs uh, <laughs> the next uh, Put, coming. Yeah, what she a, needs. <laughs> what Trista needs. Who's gonna buy that, this for her? That what? That, that'll be way too long of a segment, though. Trista needs. That'd be way really? too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. In the chat, uh, he says, forgot to tell you, I've been playing piano for almost 26 years. May consider putting together a little piano piece for you with that. Nice. That would be awesome. That's awesome. Awesome, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for. Some dark, creepy uh, tones to set the mood for sure. And then we have a vampire bar. We need some like rock and roll playing in the background. And, you know, we have some cool, some, uh, this isn't a spoiler alert, but we have some cool kill scenes. Of course, you know, you have a vampire movie, so there's going to be some death, there's going to be some blood, so we're looking for some music to go with that. Um, so we can almost, yeah, so we're looking for kind of a mixture of a lot of things, so some piano would be awesome for some of the, uh, uh, to s- some of the scenes that kind of will help set the mood. You mentioned the prosthetics for, for Robert. Um, Missy, do you have to wear any prosthetics for the movie? Like, I guess maybe. No, fan. they're all natural. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> he can't take me anywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> My face, I guess. Um, I mean, my natural teeth are already like really creepy. So when I'm not wearing the fangs, we'll just have the normal creepy teeth. But I think prosthetic wise, I think that's that's it, right? Just the the yeah. fangs. Yeah, we're actually going back to our good friend Joe Castro. He's going to be doing some vampire made up, vampire uh, molding of the fangs for us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had been through that process before? Getting uh, your teeth? no, 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 no. I've had like the <laughs> like the like just Halloween store like the plastic <laughs> ones, right? You yeah. Can have the gumball machine, but yeah. Oh yeah, th- those two. That's probably like dating myself, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny you you bring that up because for the opening scene, and hopefully this doesn't. Uh. uh impact us negatively but though for the very opening scene of appetite uh we used i i bought fangs um i bought fangs online and it was something that we kind of mixed and did there in the studio but you would never know because they looked really good um but joe being as amazing as he is he goes i'd love let me do some custom mangs uh fangs for these vampires and i'm like oh that's amazing but for, but yeah but for that opening scene we we just bought a pair of fangs um which are actually for sale in the indiegogo we have those exact fangs that missy wore in the opening scene that still might have some of robert's blood on it uh, and my saliva sale. and your saliva if, if you're into that we don't judge <laughs> we don't judge Use a Jurassic Park technology. You could you can clone Missy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh! There you go. Uh-oh. I've gotten that comment. When is my clone coming in? I'm like, I don't have that technology, but now you can obtain some of my spit. So buy the fangs. There's no. only one pair. Buy the fangs. Yeah. I don't. You can tell me what you're gonna do with them, or you could just keep it to yourself. Like I said, we don't judge. Just come support. <laughs> What, what you should do is buy the fangs. We'll ship them to you. Then you can come see us on set and she'll sign the, the box. It'll be still, it's, in, it's in a coffin shaped box. See, that's the perfect idea for it. Yeah. Uh, I love that. A plan. If you buy the fang, if you buy the fangs and you, and you, I, I will, we'll have them there for you on set. If you do the set thing too, it'll be perfect. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I like but it. it's funny. So uh, I it kind of, when I pulled up the Kickstarter, um, to go through the perks i was kind of like oh wait what happened here but michael lopez was right he those the, that mask is his the mask is gone oh, okay. oh nice very cool thank you that's <laughs> awesome that's so badass 
Thanks, Mike Lopez. Yeah. Now you got to go buy the T-shirt so you can wear it at Monster Palooza when it happens. Gabe's <laughs> got all kinds of uh, puns here. He's got a fang you. I'm biting my lip on this one. Ah. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mentioned that, that, that uh, convention a, a couple times. Are you planning to do something there? Uh, Monster Palooza? Uh... I, I don't even know what Monster Palooza is, to be honest with you. I don't okay. know if they have a new if if they have a new date <laughs> set up or you know, I mean like I everything is so up in the air. I know Midsummer had just announced that they I, I believe they had a can they just canceled their show this year. because um, it was supposed to be in the summer. So I think they I think they just canceled it complete this this year. So I don't even know if it's happening. Um but um when it does, Michael will be there wearing the mask. So right. if you see uh, if you see a Frankenstein pumpkin mask walking around, it's Michael Lopez. <laughs> now it's probably too early, but uh, what are your plans like on releasing the movie? Do you want to go to like festivals or like how, how do you want to go about that? Uh, well, we uh, are are I, well we're, we're not going the festival route with with the feature. Uh, we're hoping to go to land a distribution deal and just take it straight. Uh, just put it in everybody's hands. You know, I, I've done the festival circuit a bunch now with a lot of the shorts. And as much as I, as much as I love the festival circuit, because you get to meet people and talk to people and connect and make connections, it just takes that much longer for people to see your product. Um, it, it, it drives me crazy that um, a lot of times with short films, it, people are saying, I want to watch it. Well, you got to buy a ticket. You got to go to the festival to go see it. Um, and nowadays, you know, people will pop open Netflix or, you know, whatever, like they just, they want it. Everybody wants it now. Um, I mean, I'm that way too. I want to see things, but like, it's just that much, it's that much harder for people to see it. And it takes them that much longer to see it. And um, I feel that um, I feel the distribution right away route is, is the best way for us to go. And that's what we're going to try to do. But Missy, do you want to tell them what we plan on for the, for the premiere? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, so we're hoping to have a premiere in October, and we're, we we don't want to do your conventional red carpet. We want to have a black carpet. Black carpet. Hey, there you go. She's there got go. it. She's there. She's a little <laughs> slow, but she's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we 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 want to have a uh, a smaller, more intimate black carpet premiere for for the event. Now, now, where are things going to be in this COVID world in October? No idea. Um, but Missy, actually, I, we haven't talked about this one yet, but um, I was kind of thinking, I was talking on it on an interview with the uh, I Spit in Your Mouth podcast last week, and um, they really dug the idea. And so I was kind of thinking, like, you know, if we have to do an outdoors thing, we can do like a tri- kind of like a drive-in thing kind of thing. We're in a parking lot. We have a big screen up. We have chairs set up. We have, you know... And, so we have right in the middle, you have the screen. People are sitting outside watching the movie. On the right side, you have the black carpet, the backdrop. And then on the left side, as soon as the movie is over, you get a, a, a horror punk rock band dressed in costumes playing for you. So you just have a big party. You know, there's, you know it's kind of like in Hocus Pocus. You have this band oh my God. dressed in costume. Everyone's farting and dancing. And you still got the black carpet over there. And um that's brilliant. Just, just, can I can I party. attend this now? Can this happen like now? Like, <laughs> I, I, as soon as you told me that Dottie and Emily liked this idea, I was like, I know I'm gonna love yeah. it. Yeah, just tell I me, just tell that, me. I know I'm gonna love it. Well, they wanted to to come and do press there and like interview people on the black carpet. So I'm like, all right, come out. We'll all do it. 
That would be amazing. I like that idea. I like that idea. And I love that we are able to put it out there into the community and everybody can see this like in real life, like as we're talking, because I feel like Mm -hmm. they're going to feel like they're part of it. So when they like something, they let us know when they don't like something, they let us know. So I feel like thank you to everybody that's watching and just let us know, because I feel like they're going to be just as excited as I am right now. Just jumping off my chair. Like, yes, can we please do an old school horror movie drive in that that's going to be amazing. (laughs) That could be fun. I don't know if, I don't don't know if we'll be able to pull it off, but, uh, but then after, after the premiere a week later, hopefully you can go to your local Best Buy or Walmart and go buy it. So everyone in the chat, by the way, is saying that they were looking forward to seeing the movie Missy. Oh, yay! Awesome. Thank yep. you for letting me know. I was like, do they even like us? <laughs> do we have any friends out there? No. <laughs> uh, Trista, do you have another question? Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about A Shadow in the Dark Productions and what you specialize in? Well, A Shadow in the Dark Productions is actually the production company for my executive producer, Joseph Kelly. Um, I'm not specifically involved in Shadow of the Dark Productions. That's his production company, but he does. Um, you might know him from uh, the Clown Motel series. He did Clown Motel, which also has um, Tony Moran, Ari Lehman, uh, and a few others who are um, who are in our film. Um, Sherry Davis, and uh, so he did Clown Motel, Clown Motel Two, and he's working on a couple other features, um, Compatible and A Bleeding Dark, and uh, now Appetite for Sin. And he's about to, Joseph is about to do his new Kickstarter, uh, a new film um, that he just finished a Kickstarter for called, called Clowny. That's going to be on a Shadow of the Dark Productions as well. So um, we've got about six or seven titles on there. This man likes his clowns. Yeah, he <laughs> likes clowns. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't yeah, like sure. clowns. I don't know. Or, or the opposite. Yeah, maybe. Right. Or he's afraid. He's tackling his own fears <laughs> here. With, with exactly. The <laughs> exactly. Oh, my little baby! She's like, I heard, I heard my uh, presence was requested. <laughs> I loved, I loved how your facial expression, how you just jumped for joy there, Trista. <laughs> literally, literally jumped out of your chair of joy when you uh-huh. saw the cat. Oh, I love that. You did. I'm no, but it's good though. So did I. Oh, her name. I didn't Mayla. hear you, Matthew. Won't stop talking. <laughs> can we? Can we just all pause everything right now? We're talking about cats. Oh, <laughs> uh, her name's Mela. Mela. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Wednesday, say hi. Say hi, Wednesday. Oh my goodness. Hi. Wednesday. Oh, it's like they're online dating. <laughs> yeah. Say hi. She's, like, She's not like, about no, it. No. He's like whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you're handsome. You're handsome. Oh, he is handsome. <laughs> she just she just had her second birthday. It was either was it Monday or Tuesday? The twelfth. I don't know what the twelfth was. I'm like so lost. But um yeah, she just had her second birthday. Oh well happy birthday. birthday. Oh thank you. I'll let her know. <laughs> I'm I'm a crazy spooky cat mom. I, I go all out, I get balloons, I get I make her a little like really? cake for her. Um, her candle, it's ridiculous. You're saying this is. so loud, and my cats are looking at me. Super <laughs> right now. So, stop. <laughs> They're like, Mom, <laughs> the bars yeah, are I'm in trouble right now. <laughs> you, you even have a, uh, uh, her, she has her own Instagram. She has too. her own Instagram. I had to. Um, the very first day, <laughs> do we have time? Can we talk about this? Because I feel like I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm just gonna take this opportunity to talk about my baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> the very first day that she was brought to me, because that's kind of what my house is. It's an unofficial cat sanctuary. Um, we had just come back from, I don't know if it was like Scarlet or Monster Palooza, one of those conventions. And we were out there for like three days. And I was like tapped out. I was dry. I was like, I used up my savings to like try to enjoy all three days out there. And I come back home and I'm like trying to like unwind. And then I think not that same day, I think like the next day um, I hear meowing outside my door and I'm like, oh no, that's not a good sign. Cause it was like a baby meow. And then, yeah, it was a, one of the neighbors had this little tiny cat in their hand and it was tiny, tiny. It looked like a little tiny little furball. And I had no questions asked. I'm like, just let me have her. But she shared her story. She said, I found her in the trash. Someone put her in a shoebox. Oh. Oh. Um, so it looks like they were trying to, get rid of her um in a very inhuman kind of way and i was like i don't need to hear this this is gonna like destroy me but give her to me so like the first few days i was just fostering her but um she was literally only a few days old she had like no teeth she was still blind she couldn't walk she still waddled so we had to like bottle feed her and doing that it it made kind of made me form a bond with her so i was like i was only interested in fostering her for like maybe two or three days and then after that i was like nope it's closed windows closed i'm keeping her um she's just like the cutest little thing cutest little baby she's so funny crazy personality my my daughter i'm good i don't need to have kids after this did the name come from where did the name come from um vampira (laughs) I'm not very original. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Neil. What are you talking about? Sorry. Duh, Neil. <laughs> no, it's just, it just, I don't know why it fit her. It just sounded cute. It sounded Spanish because, like, I, I normally speak Spanish around the house. And so I don't know why Mela sounded adorable. And then I added the Gil, like my fake last name. And I was like, Mela Gil. What the hell? That sounds cute. All right. That's her name. <laughs> Um, oh, I forgot to mention her Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the very first day that I got her, I posted about it on Instagram because um, like I said, I was tapped out and I was like, oh my gosh, I know that when they're that tiny, they need like a lot of things and they need to go to the doctor to make sure they're okay. So I was like, I'm so sorry. I hate doing this. But if there's anybody that wants to like help out any way that they can, I really appreciate it. I need to buy like powder milk, like special milk for like newborn kittens. I was like, I've never done it this young. I've never rescued that young. So I was like, if anybody wants to send any recommendations, help me out as, as much as like you, I mean, as like whatever you can. Um, Cause at that point I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know how to help this poor kitten. Um, and the outpour was amazing. There's so many people coming in with like um, advice. Um, also like, like one like simple thing. I thought I was feeding her correctly. And they're like, Oh my gosh, stop that. You're going to kill her. I'm like, what the hell? Like, Oh, why? Like, don't put her upside down. She can like suffocate on the little milk. It could go down into her lungs. And I was like, I was holding her the way you hold like human babies. So I was like, I thought that was normal. Like, no, I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for like educating me. Thank you so much for letting me know. So from day one, Mela was in the public's eye like from, from day one. So I feel like the more that I shared about her, cause of course, after that, everybody wanted updates. They're like, how is she doing? Is she growing? Is she eating normal? How was her vet appointments? Um, so I was like, you know what? I, it, I never thought I would do this, like make an Instagram for an animal, but like the internet really likes her. So I was like, I'll make one, I'll make one. Like, so that way, if anybody wants to see how she's doing, what she's up to, um, it, this is where it got weird because at first I was responding as myself 
But then I was like, they're not there because of me. They're there because of her. So like, wouldn't it make sense if she's the one responding? Yeah, this is weird. This is very weird. It took a turn. You started using your phone. (laughs) Yeah, it it took a weird turn. You're cat-picking people, like other cats. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> with her little bean <laughs> fingers she's typing she's like yo what's up i got my mom's phone now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so at this point it's 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 her responding now to messages i'm like it, it just took a weird turn it took a weird turn it's i'm just going so with weird. it <laughs> also my cats are t- i'm i i'm such a terrible cat mom i should be impersonating that <laughs> on the internet apparently <laughs> that is the moral of the story i think is that what you're doing, Matthew? No, I haven't done that yet. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's you, Missy. It's just me. <laughs> the only weirdo. Apparently, apparently, I'm the only weirdo here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> is this no, Missy or is this Mela pretending she's... Is this Mela pretending to be <laughs> Oh, you're going to rip off your face. <laughs> Turns out it's her in stilts the whole time. <laughs> That's funny. That's a nice touch. I like that it's still... <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair like to try to clear my name it was not intentional i didn't i never thought i would do that you know, the damage I didn't, I didn't, is done the damage no. is done but like yeah. i didn't yeah i'll just own it <laughs> no i i i think it's great i i follow her i love it oh. are you talking to her yes probably, yeah, probably. dms are as wednesday though <laughs> uh, that's a good point my daughter's too young to be talking to boys right now. There's <laughs> <laughs> only two. It's 14. She's only two. Yeah, two. Sorry, bud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Prince where do people cities. follow Appetite uh, for Sin? We are on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and it's literally just at Appetite for Sin. Uh, oh, I think the Facebook is Appetite for Sin uh, film, and then uh, Instagram is just Appetite for Sin. So, but either way, we're the only, if you can find anything that says Appetite for Sin, that's us. That's the only, we're the only one. The hashtag? Uh, hashtag Appetite for Sin. Easy, easy stuff. Uh, and then I'm just uh, my favorite Disneyland character at Hatbox Ghost. Um, and Missy, you want to talk about your uh, your accounts? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So we have Mela. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a priority. Mine. The That's first the one that you should that you need to go follow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, there's there's mine. It's under Monku Gil. Um, I, I don't know. There's nothing cool about that name. <laughs> Everybody yeah, has like fun. a cool backstory. It's just Monku Gil, and then I think that's it. Just that in my shop, Monku shop. If I can just have a sneak that little insert in there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, Monku Shop. Well, I guess I should spell it because Monku is not a real word. It's M A N K U and then shop. And then my personal one is the same thing M A N K U and then Giel. G E A L. Easy stuff. Yeah. This has been very fun. Yeah, man. Thank you both for doing this. And everyone's like, do, do you know, do you know when, when Monster Palooza is? Cause you would probably be doing a, a panel there. No idea. I've actually never been. To no 
You've, You've never, never been to Monster Palooza either? No, really? I go to Monster Palooza and son of Monster Palooza. I, I, I know. Missy doesn't even live in LA and she goes to Monster Palooza. I, oh, I don't either. I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm on the other side. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. You have an excuse. All right. All right. All right. Well, well, thank you. You, thank you. you should. You should make. I it should out. go. Yeah. Well, the Days of the Dead. The which one was that one that you monitored? That was, uh, that was L.A. Yeah. That was oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it, uh, n- n- nothing I'm saying makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was confused because I've been to I've been to Days of the Dead like the Atlanta, the Chicago one. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, which I've one been. That one was, I, but I, you've been there the though. First, okay. The first three or four years, I did all the panels. Well, most of the panels for uh, Days of the Dead. Gotcha. So you probably I'm actually saw- going to be. We 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 were going to be doing an appetite booth at the days of the dead uh in las vegas that's next month uh but unfortunately we weren't able to we're not gonna be able to do that 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 one after all but i'm still going to show up Corey taylor is going to be there so i mean i gotta go Corey taylor is going to be there and alice cooper yeah i'm there yeah very good yeah i'm looking forward to being able to go to conventions and then festivals again here eventually I Absolutely. get my second shot in a couple weeks. I had my first Woo! shot. Awesome. Awesome. Did you get any reaction? Like, did no, you... not at all. I was totally, uh, totally fine. And both uh, my mom and my brother had both theirs and they didn't have any uh, side effects from either one. So. Nice. Nice. I just had my, my second one. Was it last Saturday? Um, just a little small fever, but oh, okay. nothing big. It was just like overnight and then. Like the next day, I was I was good. I think I missed out on like so many messages because I was out, and I would be like in and out, like in a haze. And I'm like, what am I doing? Get out of social media! I can't be. <laughs> I'm probably speaking nonsense to people right now. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> your cat. To, yeah, I was just saying they took it as a cat, so <laughs> you're gonna blame it on Mela. Yeah. It was Mela. It was her. It was her little paws. You can't judge her. <laughs> Mela's fault. <Yeah. laughs> Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad that uh, you got both yours and uh, nothing too bad. Yeah, yeah. We need more people to go out, get vaccinated. You know, wear your masks. We wanna. We want these conventions to come back. You know, we miss it. For yeah. some of us, it's kind of all we have. <laughs> Not to paint a Are sad story, okay? but <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I've been cooped up with like I don't know how many cats. You know, some of us these conventions is all we have. So please. You know, do your part so we can go back to these. <laughs> so we can go back this to social getting desperate at the end here, <laughs> But uh, uh, seriously, I'm friends with a lot of vendors, you know, through the the conventions, and that is, you know, their livelihood. So it and and a lot of uh, veteran actors, you know, uh, it's a lot of their livelihood too. So yeah, it's fun for everybody, but it also uh, it helps a lot of people too. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's why I'm that's why I'm excited for the Days of the Dead next month. Linnea is going to be there. Um, you know, I know she's been she's been eager to kind of get back at these things, and um, you know, just like everybody else, so I'm going to support you know all the vendors and 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 the and the celebrities and uh, even the the convention too. I know it's not easy to put on an event during this time, and uh, so just going out to support. I'm glad it's opening up. Yeah, all right. Hopefully, there's cool. more of that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Thank you. We're, we're, we're looking forward to making you. it. Yeah. <laughs> we're looking forward to finishing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do this again uh, when the when the drive-ins pop up or, or when the movie's up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For sure. All right. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Kickstarter. We've still got another like two weeks on there. 
Um, you know, one thing I just wanted to say is everybody on this cast and crew, um, we've all kind of been here from day one back to, you know, shooting the first scene in 2019. So we're all dedicated. And this is, uh, if, if, if you've ever wanted to support a, a passion project, I mean, that's us, you know, Missy and I started this in 2016 and five years later, we're trying to finish it off. And, you know, we've gone through, you know, our challenges before even COVID started with, we don't even know if anybody was going to like it to shoot in the opening scene to, we have enough to go shoot enough. And now we've been shut down for eight months and now we're doing half of it. And then, so it's been a challenge. Um, so honestly, you know, every backer we have so far, thank you so much. Um, you know, I have no idea how much we appreciate it. Um, this, this literally is like everything to us. And so, um, you know, every dollar goes to something on set. Uh, a lot of people don't, don't really understand. Well, not understand, but unless you work on, you've worked on a production, you don't, you don't know how much is really involved in making a movie, making something happen. Um, and literally every penny is going to something on set. Um, and, um, you know, it's helping us. So thank you for your contributions and thank you to you guys for having us on here to even say this. So yeah, thank you. Yes, guys thank you. Thank on. you so very much. Yeah. And thank yeah. you both for coming on. Anyone thank you for having us. Yeah. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! They're coming tonight! Mostly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. Okay.